Hello, my name is Brian Smith and welcome to my office. These Darwin's Medicine seminars are made for strategists in the life sciences industry, pharma, medtech, diagnostics, which I've worked in and researched and written about for over 40 years. My aim is to tell you something that is original and relevant. If I manage to do that, then please share this seminar with your colleagues, click on subscribe and like. And if you want to know more about my research generally, then get in touch and we can have a, a virtual coffee. This seminar is the second in a series of four seminars in which I talk about the human factors that shape strategy. In the first, I spoke about organisational culture. Today, I'm going to talk about individual commitment and buy-in of team members to strategy. And in the next two seminars, I'll cover cross-functional working and individual behaviours. Life science businesses, such as pharmaceuticals and medical technology, are characterised by employing lots of educated people in roles that have a high discretionary value. That means you can't tell them what to do or make them. You have They have to want to do the right thing. This places a premium on individual commitment to the organisation's strategy. Now, commitment to strategy is a tricky concept, and I give the strict academic definition in the supporting article. But essentially... It's your colleague's free and enthusiastic choice to do what it takes to make the strategy work. For example, a strongly committed salesperson will focus their efforts on the customer segments that are identified in the strategy. They will convey the positioning accurately and with sincerity. By contrast, a salesperson not committed to the strategy will focus on the customers that they want to see and give, may give conflicting messages that are incoherent with the brand positioning. Even worse, someone who's strongly disaffected with the strategy may work to undermine it. Commitment to strategy isn't a given, it has to be created. So how can you create and maintain your colleague's commitment to strategy? Commitment to strategy is difficult to create and maintain, especially amongst the bright, independent sort of people that our industry needs and employs. In reality, everyone in your organisation sits on a continuum of employment from the worst opponent of your strategy to the best supporter. Your challenge as a leader, of course, is to move your colleagues to the right place in the spectrum. Commitment to strategy creates three distinct kinds of engagement with strategy. Cognitive engagement, the extent to which we engage our intelligence and thought processes with the execution of strategy. We see when people come up with good ideas and when they are resilient in the face of problems and difficulties. There's emotional engagement, which is the extent to which we engage with our feelings with the execution of the strategy. We see this in high levels of energy and willingness to work beyond expectations. And the third type of engagement is physical engagement, the extent to which we engage out with the outside world. We see this in proactive behaviour, such as taking responsibility for one's own development and anticipating problems rather than reacting to them. When your colleagues engage in all three ways, this creates what's known as strategic self-efficacy, which makes people proactive, energetic and resilient in the face of difficulties. So, commitment leads to engagement, leads to behaviour, leads to better strategy execution. And of course, the opposite is true. So, the question becomes, how do you create commitment? Commitment is not a simple thing. It's an alloy of three kinds of commitment. Psychologists talk of the three kinds of commitment being effective and normative and continuance that come from different kinds of feelings. You can only create those feelings by convincing your colleagues of three things. 
Continuance commitment develops when you convince them that strategy will increase their own personal success. Normative commitment develops when you convince them that their own role is important to the team. And effective commitment develops when you convince them that the strategy aligns with their personal values. If you manage to do this, then your colleagues will move to the right place in the commitment spectrum. Many people think that commitment to strategy is created by collaborative strategizing, getting everyone involved in the process. In fact, there's little evidence for this. Of course, it is valuable to consult and gather information from your colleagues, but in most cases, collaborative strategizing adds little value. It slows the process down and sometimes raises false expectations that everyone's ideas will be used. In my research, I've studied the differences between leaders who create commitment strategy and those don't. The worst are like preachers they, who they evangelize this strategy with lots of passion, but little listening. The best are conversationists who engage with the teams in a very personalized way. In the supporting article, I describe the difference between those two types of leader and how they succeed or fail in creating commitment to strategy. The takeaway from the seminar is that even the best strategy will fail if its implementers are not committed to it. Evangelizing a strategy and collaborative strategizing don't seem to create commitment to strategy. In practice, creating commitment to strategy is a delicate craft. It's made easier if you understand the commitment works by creating those three kinds of engagement. And it's also important to remember that commitment comes in three flavors, each of which is achieved by meeting different needs within the individual. The best leaders understand this and they hold a conversation about strategy with their colleagues. It's that conversation that creates commitment to strategy and it's that commitment that leads to the best strategy execution. Thanks for joining my seminar. If you found this interesting, please share with your colleagues. If you'd like to read the supporting article, then please send me an email. If you'd like to browse the 300 articles, papers and books that I've written about our industry, then please take a look at my website in the links below. And if you'd just like to talk about how my research can help you improve your competitive capabilities, then just send me an email and we'll set up a virtual coffee. I'd love to hear from you.